It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Tuesday morning at Wax should be a pretty nice day. Shank of the day, baby. It's chore time. Bob and Joe with you as we look at the chores. The crop progress report is out, and we're in good shape around this part of the country. Illinois, Iowa, you know, the major growing areas look good. Other parts of the country struggling with hot, dry weather. And the fair season kind of slows down this week for us around our part of the country. As I said, Bob and Joe with us, and what, the, the closest fair this week to us is no county fair, just uh, the Athens fair, right? Just the Athens fair. But we do have uh, some on the fringes of our listening area. Well, we have Juneau County, Kenosha County, Lincoln, and Ashland County. Yeah, yeah, those uh, Kenosha is really on the fringe. <laughs> That's way well. Speaking of Kenosha, you were down at the uh, Wisconsin State Fair for I don't know two, three, four days. What did you give us the food report? What kind of uh, exotic foods did you have, and what kind of this uh, <laughs> that one? I, I can't believe what they were asking for a cheese curd. Well, I scoped out and found cheese curds on a stick. So it's like batter fries, cheese curds. It's a foot long. So shaped kind of like a corn dog. Yep, just like it looked just like a corn dog. Okay. I scoped it out. I decided the investment was not good enough, so they kept them because they wanted fourteen dollars for a foot long of cheese curds. I decided I could go home and put some on a stick, and uh, it'd be much uh, more profitable for me. For but I'll bet there are a lot of them that were sold. Oh, I'm sure there was. Yeah. What else uh, my, did you have? What was your favorite that you had down there? My favorite was the cheese curd tacos. There was cheese curds in them. There was cream cheese in it and a pickle. They threw a little splash of lettuce on the top. Do they have meat in it? Well, you could get them one with the meat, and I had one with chicken in it. Okay. But the the cheese curd, the one I liked the best, just had the little splash of lettuce on top, you know, to make you think it's good for you. And then a gob of ranch on top. <laughs> All fair food is good for you. What are you saying? <laughs> uh, so what else? Did, did you have a cream puff? I did have a cream puff. I ate it before I took a picture of it. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, we're just eating this. Um, I like the cream more than I like the puff. But it was good. The sweet corn down there was phenomenal. Oh, sweet. They, nothing better than sweet corn. They dunk it in a big old flat of butter and yeah. you get it. It's everywhere. Yeah, I think, uh, speaking of that, I think, uh, and I don't have the exact date, uh, somebody let me know loyal corn feed is coming up. They always have, uh, well, the locals call it the corn cob, but the local corn festival up in Loyal is coming up, I don't know if it's this weekend or, or next weekend, and I know Sun Prairie, if you're way down south, has their sweet corn festival, so there's a chance to get a lot of good sweet corn around the area, but I don't have the exact date of the uh, Loyal Corn Festival if it's this week. We'll check on that and let you know, but uh, any other excitement at the fair that uh, any people look different? Just a little bit. <laughs> Where are they the rest of the year? These people that come to the Minnesota State Fair not far away. But these people that come to the state fair, where are they the rest of the year looking like that? 
I think they just want to be out there and about and make sure that everybody sees them. Boy, and they are at the fair. That's the uh, people watching is fun too. All right, so we'll get down to more serious business. But uh, you talk about the fairs, even the county fairs. You got to talk about the food because it's it's so good. And as Mom used to say, so good for you. <laughs> as uh, we get into the fair season, hot and heavy. So uh, we'll catch up on that. Weather, not too bad. We're going to get a little wet. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we've got uh, about 63 degrees right now. Partly sunny today. I should be upper 70s. Maybe some stray or spotty showers overnight. But, uh, again, that would be spotty. Tomorrow, partly sunny, 81. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it looks like chances of rain. So, again, if you got uh, hay down, do your best to get it up here today or tomorrow. Then partly sunny again on Sunday in 77, as we said. Right now, we've got 63 degrees. A little fog, too, if you're down around La Crosse and places like that. A little fog out there. So be careful this morning, won't you? Nice day. Shank of the day, baby. So we did some checking. When's Loyal Corn Festival, Jill? What date did you find? August 25th to the 28th. All right. So we'll remind you of that as that gets a little closer. But it's a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. How about some news? NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. The Justice Department is opposing the unsealing of the affidavit behind the search warrant for former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Trump attorney Christina Robb says their team is taking a wait-and-see approach. Supposedly it does have probable cause in it. I find that uh, a little bit hard to believe. Obviously a judge signed it, but knowing the background in the situation, I don't think there is probable cause to do what they did. So uh, I am myself curious to see what's in it, and we're, we're looking forward to seeing how this all plays out. The DOJ said the affidavit's disclosure would irreparably harm the government's ongoing criminal investigation. The FBI is returning passports belonging to former President Trump after executing that search warrant on his South Florida home. A Justice Department official confirmed the move Monday, the same day Trump claimed the FBI stole his passports during the raid. Iran is responding to what the European Union calls a final draft text to save the 2015 nuclear deal. An EU official said Monday that Iran's foreign minister called on the U.S. to show flexibility. One thing Iran wants is a guarantee that no U.S. president would abandon the deal as former President Donald Trump did. Biden can't make that promise because the nuclear deal is a non-binding political understanding not a legally binding treaty. NASA is out with new details for the Artemis One test flight around the moon. Testing for the Space Launch System rocket and Orion spacecraft has been moved up a couple of days to Tuesday. The official launch is expected no earlier than August 29th. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A little fog out there in spots, so be careful if you're out and about this morning. I don't think it's anything that's uh, going to stop you, but uh, just be aware you might run into a patch or two here and there. Otherwise, partly sunny today, upper 70s. Maybe overnight some spotty showers, but that's it. And then partly sunny tomorrow, 81 
But Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, not going to be good hay and weather. Chance of rain all three of those days, and temperatures pretty much in the 70s. 77 on Sunday, though, and it'll be partly sunny. Right now, it's only 50 down in Black River Falls. Rice Lake is 61. Medford is 54. 60 in Wausau, 58 in Marshfield. Fog around La Crosse, 62. Green Bay, 59. 57 in Madison, Sun Prairie, 66 in Milwaukee this morning. And a very pleasant 63 here in the Chippewa Valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our look at the markets this morning. And Jill, where are we at for the cash livestock? Choice fed beef steers are 145 to 157 and three quarters with mixed at 123 to 144. Choice fed beef heifers are 143 to 151 and a half with mixed at 119 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 145 with selects at 92 to 129. Cows are 75 to 106 with bulls at 80 to 112. Butcher hogs are 86 to 105 with sows at 67 to 78 and a half. Boars are 25 to 32. New crop market lambs are 95 to 136 with feeder lambs at 95 to 255. And at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday at the close, prices for cattle were lower, hogs were higher. The uh, October... Live cattle price finished at 143.80, down 70 cents. December at 149.72, down 90. February at 154.12, down a dollar seven. Feeder cattle lower. September 183 dollars even, down 37. October at 185.60, down 40. November 187.10, down 47. And January feeder cattle 187.50, down 57. Lean hog carcass contracts were higher. October finished at one hundred dollars fifty-seven cents. That's up fifty-five. December hogs ninety eighty-five up forty-seven. February ninety-two ninety-five. That was up twenty. And April hogs at ninety-five fifty up thirty-two. Board of trade lower. They got some rain around many parts of the country the last few days, putting pressure on prices and. A little bit lower overnight too. December corn this morning, forty-four uh, four to five cents lower at six twenty-three. Oats down two at four twenty-four. December wheat down four at eight thirteen. November soybeans down twelve at fourteen dollars even. And soybean meal for October down two forty a ton at four oh eight twenty. Barrel cheese up six cents, one ninety-four and three quarters. The blocks up four and a half at one eighty-nine. Butter up a nickel at two ninety-eight and a half. Class 3 prices nicely higher yesterday. August was up a penny at 2016, but September up 55 at 2035, back over $20. The October price up 43 at 2079. November up 41, back over $21 at 2128. December also back over $21 at 2110. That was up 48 cents as prices were higher through July. We're going to the State Fair. We're going to talk to a young lady from uh, over to the West that did very well. Jill, tell us, give us a little lead up. Cora Kapatsky had the third ranked steer in the state down at the Wisconsin State Fair. She had the champion Maine Anjou steer 
and she is from Ellsworth. All right, and we're going to hear from her. She sold it at the auction and did pretty well. That's coming up on Wax. It's 10 minutes after 5, 63 degrees, partly sunny day today. Should be uh, right around 80. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The Wax truck is on an adventure. We're down at the Wisconsin State Fair. I caught up with Miss Cora Kapatsky from Ellsworth. She did something really big. She's wearing a Governor's Blue Ribbon Livestock Auction 2022 on her shirt. Tell me what you did. My champion main and juice steer, Yogi and I were the champion main steer and third overall steer. So pretty big deal to accomplish down here at the Wisconsin State Fair. Phenomenally big. So your steer, third overall. What does that mean when you're third overall? Uh, so you'd be a couple hundred steers to be there. There was only two better steers than him, uh, according to the judge here on that day. So it's a pretty high, high, high honor to achieve down here. And you were able to sell him at the auction. How did that go? Correct. We sold him to uh, two different businesses for $7,500. So we were pretty stoked about that because it's a big deal to make it on that stage with the governor. Tell me about your steer. Uh, so, yeah, it's my steer yogi. Uh, it's this butterscotch-colored calf, one of the most docile creatures I've ever been around. He's just a, he's just a super unique kind of calf. We have a really special bond. He came from uh, Jeff and Julie Basil up in Alexandria, Minnesota, one of our longtime friends. And they hooked me up with him right away. They knew I had to have him. And we've, he's been in my care for about a year now, and it's been one heck of a ride for the last year. And how big is he? Uh, he's 1,380 pounds full. Were you in charge of taking care of him every day, day to day? And what did that look like for a schedule? Schedule consists of long days, early mornings, late nights, getting up at about 5.30 every morning to get him in, go for walks. We rinse twice a day. Um, and then we finish up at about 10, 10.30 or whenever, whatever time works for us at that point. And um, it's a lot of brushing, rinsing, working hair, all the kinds of things we need, and working on showmanship so that he's able to be presented as best as we can on that given day. So what did the judge say when you got him into the ring? What did he like about him? First thing the judge said is that this calf just hit him so hard. The fact that he is the color he is, the way he's built, he's so attractive on the side, the way he ties in so high out of his shoulder, and he's so bold and expressive, and he handles so well in terms of market readiness and sheer product, but yet he's one of the most athletic calves out there. He's really just the combination kind of steer, as he kind of called them, so just a really impressive kind of calf, according to him. Are you going to do it again? That's the goal. We're trying to, every kid here tries to make it to this point, and it's just such a privilege and honor to be able to make it here for the first time, so just um, going to try to keep doing it for as long as we can, and just really happy about where we came from. So you ended up with a pretty good price down here, but it kind of goes back into a pot and comes back out as scholarships and awards for other things. What are you going to do with your portion? Oh yeah, so my portion of my check for my steer will go towards my college fund on wherever I decide to go to school when that time comes the next few months. Congratulations. Glad I caught up with you down here at the Wisconsin State Fair and Ms. Cora Kapatsky from Ellsworth and I'm Jill Welke. Well-spoken young lady, Jill. It sounds like she really knows the beef industry. She does. She was very excited, and it was very fun to talk to her. Yeah, congratulations. $7,500, the third best steer 
at the show. And uh, we've got other folks from the State Fair, Clark County Fair to talk to, and we'll get to some of those. It's a busy time. It's quarter after five. We've got to find out how the crops are doing. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16 minutes after 5 o'clock here on a Tuesday morning at Wax. And Jill, the crop report or crop progress report always comes out on Monday after the markets close. Uh, What's the show this week? So that hot, dry weather in many major growing areas of the country last week dropped the condition of both the corn and soybean crops by 1%. The corn crop is now rated at just 57% good to excellent, with Kentucky's crop rated at just 29% good to excellent, and Missouri's crop now at just 32%. Soybeans are now being called 58% good to excellent, while the crop is suffering in states like Kansas, Kentucky, and Missouri. The best-looking crops continue to be in the major producing states across the Midwest. Meanwhile, Timely rains across Wisconsin has our corn crop rated 78% good to excellent in this week's crop progress report. That's up 2% from a week ago. The report also shows 88% of the crop is silking, 44 has reached the dough stage, and 4% has dented, all slightly behind normal progress for the middle of August. Soybeans are rated 77% good to excellent this week, up 3% from last week, as 93% of the beans are blooming and 72% are setting pods. State farmers have also harvested 44% of their oats as that crop is rated 81% good to excellent. 12% of the fall potatoes are harvested from a crop that's now rated 91% good to excellent. And farmers have put up 76% of their third crop hay and 7% of the fourth crop hay as now rated 78% good to excellent. Topsoil moisture has improved over the past week, as it's now rated 80% adequate to surplus, 16% short, and just 4% very short. We are very lucky in our part of the country to have the weather we've had. It hasn't been perfect, but it's been awful good compared to what other parts of the country are looking at. Kansas, Missouri, Kentucky, some of those states are literally burning up, and it extends farther than that. Texas is uh, one of the driest states in the Union, so we're we're lucky, I'll tell you, to have a crop progress report of 78% good to excellent for our corn, and nationally it's only 57%. I don't remember a time when we were that far ahead of the rest of the country, of the national crop, but uh, interesting. And a big day in your family today. <laughs> the old man. <laughs> My dad, Larry Zimmerman's birthday today. Oh, uh, you know, I remember when he turned forty, somebody sent me a poem Ode to Larry Zimmerman when he turned forty. And let me just say that was more than thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. And I know he's in bed sleeping, so he's not hearing us, but uh, happy birthday, Larry. Good job for you. All right. Nineteen minutes after five o'clock. Coming up, we're going to hear about uh, the pumpkin crop. How does it look? A lot of folks get excited about raising giant pumpkins. How are they coming? We'll find out about that next, right here on WAC. WAC's 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. For Wisconsin, the weekly crop progress reports have looked pretty good. Well, that's talking corn, beans, oats, wheat, potatoes, and things like that. But there are other crops. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. 
and the giant pumpkin is out. Steph, how are they doing? Bob, I honestly, I couldn't believe it when I heard it, that there is a community of people in Wisconsin who take on very demanding work of growing giant pumpkins. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Tom Monsma is a member of the Wisconsin Giant Pumpkin Growers. He's growing three giant pumpkins this year at his home in Brandon. He says it takes about an hour per day per pumpkin during the grows during the growing season to really be successful. And Tom is seeing success in his garden. His pumpkins average 40 pounds per day. He tells me what it takes to grow and haul these pumpkins that end up weighing a thousand pounds or more. But first Tom explains how he gets his hands on those seeds. The competitive pumpkin growers for, for these festive parties way off are it's basically an Atlantic giant seed. And uh, over the years, they've got uh, collected a, a ton of data as far as uh, genetics on them and what pumpkin growers do and what clubs do across the U.S. and Wisconsin, obviously. We uh, donate seeds to our club, and then uh, we sell them on a seed auction on either Friday or Saturday night from December all the way up until March. Each club has their own weekend that they, they sell and then uh, we, we collect from, we ask for donations from other growers around the world if they're willing to donate seeds. And then we, we uh, have an auction online, and that's basically our fundraisers. And that's where probably 90% of the people can uh, purchase their seeds from. So once you've got your hands on these seeds, when do, mm-hmm. you, when do you have to plant them? A pumpkin grower can get these seeds out of the dirt and started in probably 36 to 48 hours with the proper elements and we start these in our basements or under grow lights and uh, probably Wisconsin majority of them are done in mid-April and they can get them growing within you know three to seven days they can get them up and and growing with with the proper heat and humidity levels and then they plant them outside usually about the third or fourth leaf stage and then that is when we can see which way the pumpkin plant's going to vine you probably maybe never knew that but uh the fourth leaf of a pumpkin seedling that comes out is direction of where that pumpkin will actually vine or grow towards. How far away or how far apart do these pumpkins need to be planted? Because they get pretty big. On average, a grower will probably, a competitive grower will ask or require about a thousand square feet per one plant. So, I mean, you know, 20 by 30 is uh, only 600 square feet. So, you you know, you do the math. <laughs> you could easily, you know, take up your whole backyard. Now, Tom, let's talk about the labor that goes into growing these pumpkins, including hand pollination. Tom, pollination day for you was the second to last week of June. Tell me about that. The female flower is only open four to six hours, one morning and one morning only. And then you have, would have to wait. If you missed it, you would have to wait for another one down the line to, to grow out. And then we hand pollinate it, and then we uh, close it back up so no bees or anybody will bring any foreign matter or pollen in there. And then that way we know which uh, what that pumpkin is bred by or what the pollen is. So, And that's actually happening all over the Midwest and growers right now at this time of year. How do you hand pollinate? With a Q-tip? Uh, you can. But uh, the easiest way pumpkin growers do is the, the female flower obviously opens only that one time. It's got the little baby pumpkin behind. Then the night before, you, you cut your male flowers, which you can distinguish. A male flower is just a, a stem with the flower and, and the stamen on it. And you just put them in a, in a vase of flower, like in a 
12-hour base, and then in the morning they open up, and then you, uh, I keep them in the house here, so no foreign bees or anybody get in there, and then uh, you just trim the petals off, and you can easily see the grains of pollen on a male flower, and then you can just wipe that all over the, the female flower, and then you, you close it back up. I actually, some guys tie them. I actually put a Dixie cup over it so nothing gets in there, and then uh, you hope and pray that it, it takes. Did that heat wave we had pose an issue for your pumpkins? Pollination time right now is, is pretty tough when it's 90 to 100 degrees out. I had uh, one gallon ice jugs all around it for 24 to 36 hours to try to keep the temperature down just a little bit. So usually it takes two to three days, and then you can actually see if it's gonna if it's gonna take or not. You can kind of see the shine on the pumpkin versus a kind of a dull finish. So you've wrapped up with that. So now, what are the ideal conditions you need for these pumpkins to really take off? Okay, ideal temperatures would probably be, obviously, you know, the warm part of the summer is the best growing July and August. Uh, I would say 50 to 60 degree evening temperatures or nighttime temperatures, and 75 to 85 is probably ideal, 85 at the max, ideal warm temperatures for the day. Once you get above that, then you start putting a lot more stress on the plant, and that's why I raced home the last couple of days when it was so hot, and I, I would turn the irrigation system on, the watering system, and uh, just to cool the plant off a little bit. But that's probably ideal new temperatures, and, and uh, they'll grow if the pollination takes. They'll grow now till, uh, you know, the day before we cut them off. But usually day 20, from zero, from pollination to day 20, the, the cells multiply and divide. The pumpkin doesn't grow much. The cells are dividing. And then after 20 days, 15 to 20, the pumpkin actually stops doing that, and then you just see phenomenal growth on that pumpkin. And from day 20 to day 50, you can average 25, depending on the quality of your plant and water, to 50 pounds a day per, per pumpkin. 50 pounds a day? Oh, seriously. There's, uh, I can average 30 to 40 pounds a day with a good, healthy plant for almost a month straight. Well, so what's the end weight usually? Well, it all depends how well you take care of it and how good a plant you got. But obviously, you know, whenever you... You set a goal. Everybody sets a goal, and a PB, which is a personal best, is, is actually the prize, right? You better your your goal from the year before. But yeah, to to hit a thousand pounds was my goal years ago, and and I hit that finally. And I thought, well, now now I got to keep going. And uh, yeah, you just want a, a good, healthy pumpkin that you can show off. So it, it, you know, they grow all the way up to the world record was set last year, and uh, I, I want to say Italy, twenty seven hundred pounds. Wow, twenty seven hundred pound pumpkin, but uh, that's what they're doing. Some huge pumpkins, and I don't know what the state record is in Alaska now, but uh, we grow some big ones. A lot of them around here, and it's fun to see them at the fairs. And our old buddy Mark Holly used to be the meteorologist over at Channel Thirteen. Now over in Wausau, that's one of his passions is growing big pumpkins. I don't know what the biggest one he's ever grown, but I know he's been doing that for a long time. And uh, you ever grow pumpkins in your pumpkin patch i actually do once in a while i didn't this year no um, i like growing the white ones and the kind of fun ones not the big honk i can't <laughs> handle the big ones well no you got to get those on a skid steer but uh <laughs> yeah there's some big pumpkins out there and always fun to see them
All right, thank you. That's Stephanie Hoff and uh, Stephanie talking about growing some giant pumpkins. Wow, over 3,000 pounds. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. That's even bigger than the Steers Rocky Markets over there at Premier Livestock. But we'll hear how that's going next on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning. Rocky joins us over at Premier Livestock in with you. Got any room in the parking lot for a bicycle? Oh, yeah. Yep, we could fit it in for you, Bob. <laughs> but not much more room, is it? No, no. She's pretty tight. Yeah, that sale's coming up here in a few days. Let's uh, let's talk about the livestock before we get into machinery. What, uh, what's what been going on? What's happening over there, Premier? Uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We did so uh, right at 1,100 head yesterday. Uh, markets were strong. Fed cattle sold uh, strong. High choice and prime Holstein fed steers from 132 to 146. Select and low choice 126 to 131. Choice B steers and heifers 137 to 148.50. Market cows traded steady. Very good demand. High yielding cows sold from 92 all the way up to a dollar six. Um, most cows from 78 to 91. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar to a dollar 25. Uh, organic market cows sold from 90 to 115 with the lower yielding and lightweights 89 and down. Organic steers and bulls sold up to a dollar 40. Uh, newborn Holstein bull calves uh, sold from 75 to 145. Beef calves 150 to 410. Holstein heifer calves 10 to 70. Today, Tuesday, we got our special feeder cattle auction. Uh, we're also selling bread stock cows. Beef breeding bulls. If you're bringing bread stock cows, make sure they're in by 9 o'clock a.m. for preg checks. Uh, we are expecting over 500 head of feeder cattle. Uh, we do have lots of big cattle today. Uh, Going to be uh, two big sets of cattle kind of weighing 9 to 11. Uh, pre-consignments are listed on our website, so check that out. Uh, the, like I said, then uh, tomorrow we got our hay sale at 9.30 on Wednesday. Uh, dairy cattle auction at 11. Two complete organic herds. you got one nice herd, uh, organic cows giving 65 pounds a mil. Uh, Holsteins and red Holsteins, they're all A2A2 tested. Some of you guys calling, always looking for the A2A2 cattle. Uh, well, they did test all these, and 95% of them are going to be A2A2. Uh, going to be uh, several reputation loads of uh, conventional cows as well, freestall parlor cows and some nice tie stall cows, uh, and we're going to have a really nice registered red Holstein bull. Full details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com or give us a call at Premier at 715-229-2500, and that's how it's shaped up, Bob. When's that machinery auction that we're talking about the lot so full? Yep, August 26th. So that'll be in person, online, uh, equipmentfacts.com. Week from Friday. You betcha. All right, we'll talk more about that when it gets closer. Have a good one. Have a good one, too. Bye. There he goes. We'll talk to Rocky again tomorrow morning from over there at Premier Livestock in Withy. Find out what the weather for the rest of the week. If you're making hay, marketing livestock, we'll do that next because uh, Mark Mike Dandry wants to tell us all about it. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to the Skywarn 13 weather room. Mike Dandry is up and at him and with us this morning. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How we doing? Well, we're doing a little fog out there, huh? Yeah, especially a little further to the south. Finding but... great candidates Whoa. to hire can be... All right, so we'll uh, worry about <laughs> that uh, if you're dry, but it's not real thick. 
Right, yeah, it's uh, nothing like yesterday. Remember yesterday, couldn't even see across Hastings Way. Well, I wasn't up yesterday at this time. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. You got me on that well, one. Oh, there you go. But we got uh, we got showers coming in, huh? Yeah, towards the latter half of the week. Now, today we'll have a little more sunshine, but uh, temperatures will climb to the low 80s, so marginally warmer than yesterday. Partly cloudy for tonight, upper 50s for our lows. Now, tomorrow we have that weak front that'll move in. So we'll have some intervals of clouds and sun here and there, but uh, really chances on and off for a scattered shower or two throughout the day. I think those chances increase a little better going into tomorrow night. Mostly cloudy and uh, upper, or excuse me, low 60s for our lows. And going into Thursday and Friday, that's when we have better chances and some showers and a few thunderstorms out of it as well. Thursday will be slightly warmer, getting into the low 80s once again, but Friday cooling it off into the mid-70s for our highs. And again, we'll have those chances lasting into about Saturday, partly sunny, mid-70s again. Now, Sunday, we dry things out. We'll have partly sunny uh, conditions, maybe just a stray chance at a lingering shower or storm, still into the upper 70s once again. And by Monday, mostly sunny and back into the upper 70s again. But for now... We're looking at partly cloudy conditions again, just a little bit of fog, more so towards the the southern parts of the area, and a temperature of 62 right now in Eau Claire. Nice morning out there, and, and just, you know, widely scattered showers overnight, nothing heavy. Right, Maybe. exactly, and uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's a great morning to, to go for a walk or get some, or get some work done early on. Oh, that's for sure. Maybe Absolutely. We'll, maybe we'll take our own advice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Mike. Have a good one, Bob. Mike Dandrio with Skywarn 13 with our weather brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. We'll catch up with Morgan next and find out what's going on in some of the other news around the area. As we're about 24 minutes now before 6 o'clock at Wax. Brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 62 Beautiful degrees out there. It's a nice morning out there. And let's make it nicer by going into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy joins us. Good morning, Morgan. Hey, good morning, Bob. I looked all over my desk, under my chair and everything else. I don't see any tomatoes. <laughs> hey, careful what you ask for. You're going to see more tomatoes than you want in your side path tomorrow now. Uh, and Jill was just telling me that uh, she just had a, a hog process. She's got some bacon, so fresh tomatoes, fresh bacon, what more can a guy want? Your BLT's halfway there, oh, buddy. Oh, boy, I guess so. I guess so. But that's uh, that's my problem. What's going on? Well, we'll harvest the headlines. Good morning. Here's what we're looking for today, and that includes starting locally and four years in prison. The sentence was handed down for the man who killed the mother of nine in a horse and buggy crash in Taylor County. A judge yesterday sentenced Skylar Opel to prison and ordered him to write an apology letter. Police say he smashed in the back of a buggy that was being driven by Anna Bortrieger last November. It's not clear if Opelt was high while he was driving, but police say he took drugs after the crash and also had to be revived with Narcan. Nine kids were in the buggy during the crash were also hurt. Looking into other headlines, we now have numbers when it comes to that ballot. And with 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster takes us to the Eau Claire School Board around the meeting table last night. There was approval for a almost $100 million referendum. The city school board last night approved a $98 million referendum question. The plan is to renovate and upgrade Memorial and North High Schools, South Middle, and Putnam Heights Elementary School. There are also plans to add on fields at several schools as well. School Board President Tim Norton says people will need to pay more to continue having the schools they want in Eau Claire. It's likely not the last tax hike request either. Norton says they'll have to address Eau Claire schools' operation costs in about two years. 
I'm John DeMaster. Taking a peek at the political scene, the probe might be over, but the scab is still there. And with investigation into Wisconsin's 2020 election now over, there are calls for legislative audit of the process. State Senator Melissa Agard, a Madison Democrat, and then we get closer to our area with a familiar name here, too, in a sec. We do have a moral obligation for people in the state of Wisconsin to understand that our elections are safe, secure, and fair. And there's been a lot of damage done. Across the ticket, Republican Senator Kathy Brunier, familiar name to the Chippewa Falls, Area says Democrats deserve some blame for the election criticisms. Evers vetoed all the bills that would have given direction to the election commission. The Democrats all voted against them. Bernier has been a consistent critic of former state Supreme Court Justice Mike Gableman, who oversaw the probe, but said it's time to move on. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss fired Gableman last week after he endorsed Voss's opponent in the Republican primary. And maybe a cold one has felt good after you come in from the field or chores some of these evenings, but you might need a spoon instead of a pint. It's not exclusively beer-flavored, but Dive Bar-flavored beer. Miller High Life yesterday announced those ice cream flavors. The folks at Tipsy Scoop say that the ice cream bars taste like peanuts, sticky floors, and they're Miller High Life infused. I know quite a few people that are Miller High Life infused this time of year. From our local 715newsroom.com, we send you back to the barn with Bob Jill in the Midwest. West Farm Show on Wax, 104.5. I like beer, I like ice cream, but I don't think I like them mixed together. Let's keep them separate. If you leave your ice cream out too long on a summer day, you're going to end <laughs> up needing to pour it into a pint anyway. So that'll be right. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning, courtesy of Bearable Implement. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 62 degrees, about 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. A little fog out there. And again, things going on. It's summertime and we're outside in Wisconsin with activities. And Jill, uh, fairs kind of slow down in our area this week, but they're still around the fringe areas. But uh, those are going on. And what else is happening? Well, if you're hungry for ice cream, you can head on over to the Rock Elm United Methodist Church. They're having homemade ice cream socials. That'll be on Thursday starting from 4 to 7. That's drive-through takeout only, and that's in Elmwood. So if you're hungry for ice cream, and then we've got the Colby Pullers. They're going to pull for youth and hunger and health. They have two pulls this weekend on Friday the 19th at 6 o'clock. And then on Saturday the 20th at 6 o'clock. I sure hope they don't get rained out. And if you're looking for the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club is having their 59th annual show. That's the 19th, 20th, and 21st down in Baraboo. Just off of 33, they have tons of family fun. Admission is just $10 down in Baraboo for the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club annual show. And, uh, again, we've got the Athens Fair going on this week. And, as we said, some other fairs uh, on, the, on the fringe. I believe, uh, what, Juneau County is going on? What else? Yep, Juneau County, Lincoln County, and Ashland County. All right. So, again, get out and enjoy some of the summer activities. We're getting to the middle of August already, but still lots and lots of things to do. We've got 62 degrees, 79 is the forecast high today. Let's find out what's going on with our friends at the Wisconsin Farmers Union. 
Dairy Together. On our Farmers Union Minute today, we talk more about the program with Julie Bomar, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. And Julie, this is something we want to see in the next Farm Bill, and it's not a new concept. It almost made it into the last Farm Bill. There's lots of ways to control growth. We've certainly gone back and forth about what's the best mechanism to do this. Now we're really pinning down what that mechanism looks like. We've worked with world-renowned dairy policy experts at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. We've worked with other farm organizations, other producer groups, and it's driven by the folks on the ground who really want to see viability for their farms, and they don't want to lose more dairy farms. And so that's the coalition that we've pulled together. This is a national campaign. We've done roadshows all over the United States, but it's really centered primarily here in Wisconsin. So if people are interested, check out DairyTogether.com. Julie Bomar, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, on our Farmers Union Minute. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 13 minutes before 6 o'clock, 62 degrees, partly sunny today, 79. Maybe tonight some scattered showers, spotty showers around the area. And then we should see some more sunshine tomorrow, 81. But then probably not much sun Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with rain in the forecast all three of those days. Then back to some sunshine on Sunday as temperatures are going to be in the oh mid to upper 70s, low 80s. Not bad temperatures as we get into uh, the middle of August. Jill, markets are happening. Where are we going? We're going to head over to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eamon. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers 143 to 151. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 132 to 142. The dairy cross steers 132 to 144. The high yielding choice Holstein steers 138 to 145. The choice and select Holstein steers 127 to 137. Non finished steers, heifers, and heavy steers 126 and down. Cow market steady with the high yielding cows 93 to 102 to the top of 105. The cutters and utilities 77 and 92, and the low yielding and canner cows 76 and down. Organic market today with results from the August 15th sale, with most organic cows bringing 112 to 127 with the top of 128.50. The thin and small cows 91 to 111, and the organic steers and heifers 120 to 130. Bull market today steady with most bulls bringing 93 to 108 with a thin full and bulls over a ton discounted at 92 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 80 to 140. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 to a dollar. The quality beef calves 205 to 305 and the light and pork quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, August 17th starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot AM at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ten minutes to six here at Wax, and the town crier joins us now over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn, Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning. You brought it. Good morning, Jerry. How are you doing? Good morning to you, Bob. We're doing great. We're uh, facing the wrong way, but the sun is Coming up again, so two days in a row for sun, we got to be thankful. Oh, yeah, you bet. Hey, you said you reminded me of something that happened 45 years ago, August 16th. Yeah, Elvis left the building. Yeah, Elvis Presley died. I remember coming into work that morning. I remember exactly where I was on Claremont Avenue, and I heard the national news Elvis Presley had died. Wow, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, well, there's a lot of. There's still a lot of press on that, but anyway, I mean, he was a he was a unique guy, a 
generation. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, you knew where you were when Elvis died. Like, I mean, I, I like John Kennedy and some of those things, but Elvis was the king. There's no disputing that, that's for sure. So 45 years ago today, we lost the king. But we've still got a, the court jester with us, Mr. Fitzgerald. <laughs> well, Bob, I thank you. I've been called a lot worse. Well, oh, I hope so. But uh, we got to talk. Well, as the week goes on, we'll talk about the Athens Fair. But right now, tell us what's been going on over at the Stratford Sale Barn. We better do that. Uh, and, uh, Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the market cow auction yesterday. High-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows in yesterday's sale, selling from 88 up to a top of a dollar a pound. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling from 65 to 87. Uh, thinner cows like carcass cows below 65. In the fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from a dollar 30 to a dollar 42. And select grading cattle under finished cattle 120 and below. On the bull trade, to open up the week, better quality bulls 95 to 115. Uh, lighter weight bulls below 90. On the calf market yesterday, y'all. Uh, uh, Holstein bull calves weighing 9,230 pounds. On a slightly weaker market compared to last week, 75 to 145, topping at 150. Heifer calves uh, 45 and below. Beef calves very strong yesterday, 200 to 400, topping at 415. And a uh, busy week continues here in Stratford. Uh, today, Tuesday, we start at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. And again, we do have small squares, uh, small squares of second crop, if uh, you folks are looking for that. We also have a consignment of some large squares of second crop grass. And we also do have bedding available today. That'll be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock will be the dairy auction. As part of that dairy sale today, we do have a consignment of some very top-quality springing Holstein heifers. And looking ahead tomorrow, Wednesday, a full marketing day tomorrow. And uh, also, we do sell a lot of fed cattle on Wednesday. But at 12 noon, a very large feeder cattle sale tomorrow at Stratford. Uh, we do have a, a, a large consignment, over 50 head from one owner, Herford, Black Angus, Red Angus, Cross Steers, and Heifers. Uh, these are going to be yearlings, all vaccinated, but uh, good short-term cattle. We also have a large consignment of over 50 Holstein steers. They're also shorter-term cattle weighing around 950 to 1,000. So along with the other feeder cattle, a big feeder sale tomorrow. That'll be a new start. Our Thursday auction does start at 11. So Bob, uh, that's what we have for the folks this morning. Also, uh, check out our website. We have a new listing of a complete herd dispersal of Pinsgauer cattle. The folks are offering them on a private treaty basis. So check that out if you're in the beef business, and uh, that'll be Equity Co-op on the Stratford page, and that'll get you all that information. Bob, with that, we'll turn it back to you. Enjoy the day, and uh, no rain, right? No, it doesn't look like it today, but mainly some spotty showers overnight, but that's uh, not a definite thing. But uh, should be a good one to do some hand. We'll talk to you in the morning. Sounds good. You have a nice day. Will do. Or Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford Barn. Again, Synergy Co-op, the LS Tractor, bringing us our markets. As we look overnight, the markets were down after a little bit of a down day yesterday with some rain. December corn, four to five cents lower at six twenty-three. The oats down two at four twenty-four. December wheat down four at eight thirteen a bushel. November soybeans fourteen dollars even. That's down twelve overnight. And meal down two forty a ton at four oh eight twenty. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corns at six twenty-four with soybeans at fourteen thirty-five. 
Doomer's Grain of Holman, corn's at six thirty one with soybeans at fifteen dollars. And on our DTN screen at your Golden Plump corn today is six forty two a bushel. Baldwin six twenty two beans fourteen fifty one. At Duran six seventeen and fourteen forty six. Mondovi corn six twenty two the beans fourteen forty six. At Elmwood six twenty two and fourteen forty six. Fall Creek corn today six oh seven beans fourteen twenty one. Osseo six twenty seven. 1451 on the beans. At Elk Mound, the corn is 637, beans 1451. Sparta, 662 and 1439. Ellsworth corn, 607, beans 1425. Ethanol plants, Boysfield corn, 663. Stanley, 657. The Richmond Grain Facility, 649. Barrel cheese up six yesterday, 194 and three quarters. Blocks up four and a half to 189. Butter up a nickel at 298 and a half. Class three for August up a penny at twenty sixteen. September of fifty five cents at twenty thirty five. October of forty three at twenty seventy nine. November of forty one at twenty one twenty eight. And December of forty eight at twenty one ten. Again, partly sunny, about eighty one today. We've got sixty two right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.